Coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, Las Vegas is officially awarded Super Bowl 58. You'll hear from Raiders owner Mark Davis, his thoughts, and how much of a financial impact this will make for the team and the city of Las Vegas. Plus, it's crossover Thursday, so Jeff Lloyd, host of the Locked On Browns, he'll join the show to talk all things Browns and break down this Week 15 game. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast for Thursday, December 16th, 2021. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. Your win is a Raider, pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. And welcome into the show, Raider Nation. Thank you so much for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. And it is official like a referee's whistle. We've talked about it for a few days now. Super Bowl 58 is officially headed to Las Vegas. It is going to be at Allegiant Stadium. It is going to be in the city. And it is going to be bananas. February 11th, 2024. That is the official date. And I'm trying to tell you, man, the city of Las Vegas is going to be on and popping. And before we hear from Raiders owner Mark Davis and his thoughts, on it I want you to know that this is the quickest turnaround ever in the in, in the history of the Super Bowl where a, a team is announced or a city is announced to be hosting the Super Bowl and all of a sudden they got to get this thing turned around quick fast and in a hurry again February 11th 2024 it sounds like it's far away it's not it'll be here before you know it they've already started putting up banners and all kind of signage across the city I mean there is a lot of things that go into this but uh they're gonna get it done Las Vegas is the entertainment capital of the world for a reason they'll find a way to make it happen of course the Pro Bowl is coming up on February 6th obviously the draft is coming up April 28th through the 30th this year and then boom 2024 is going to be Super Bowl 58 and it is just incredible we were at Allegiant Stadium on Wednesday for the official announcement Uh, a lot of people including the governor of Nevada uh, he was in attendance and just a lot of folks there uh, to celebrate the city getting Super Bowl 58 but here was Mark Davis right after the announcement he was in Dallas or is in Dallas for the official uh, owners meetings but uh, he talked to us by way of Zoom and uh, this is what Mark Davis had to say about Super Bowl 58 headed to Las Vegas. First thing I'd like to say is Las Vegas, the Super Bowl is coming. And uh, I think there's some people that I'd like to thank, um, starting with Roger Goodell, the National Football League, and my 31 other partners for uh, trusting us with the uh, most valuable asset that the uh, NFL has. And uh, I'd also like to uh, go back and thank uh, leaders and the vision that they had, Sheldon Adelson, Steve Wynn, former Governor Brian Sandoval, and current Governor Steve Sisolak. And finally, but uh, not the least, is uh, Napoleon McCallum, who probably we wouldn't be here without his efforts uh, of putting us and uh, the Sheldon Adelson together. Um, it's a big day for the Raiders. It's a big day for the city of Las Vegas. Um, I think it's a marriage made in Heaven, I'll say. Some others may use a different word, but uh, we are just really, really excited. And they should be very excited. And I would know I was excited about it when I went back to the radio station on Wednesday and was talking about it being official like a referee's whistle. I mean, for the city to get awarded Super Bowl 58 and knowing that it's a destination location, knowing as long as they do this right and they pull it off, and I believe they will because Las Vegas is very good at pulling off major, massive events, then they're going to be in that rotation with Miami, with New Orleans, with Arizona, with LA, with destination locations. It's going to be there. 
And I know a lot of Raider Nation said, yeah, but that doesn't do anything for the Raiders. That doesn't mean anything for anyone out that's not in, in uh, Las Vegas. And, and I don't think that that's real. And the reason I don't think that's real, Raider Nation, I'm not trying to, you know, be that guy and try to poke the bear or anything, but the reason I don't believe that that's real, because I've been to multiple Super Bowls covering them throughout the week, not actually in the game, but just covering them. Like my very first one in New Orleans. You know what I saw on Super Bowl Sunday as me and my mom walked down Bourbon Street to try to find a location to watch the game? That was the Baltimore Ravens and, and the San Francisco 49ers where Baltimore ended up winning. What I saw was a lot of folks wearing Raider jerseys, or I saw a lot of folks wearing whatever their favorite team's jerseys were. Or that's just the, that's what it is. I mean, there's going to be tons of Raider fans that go to that Super Bowl, regardless who's playing in it, and just say, hey, you know what? This is an opportunity for me to go to Las Vegas. Even if they don't go into the game because it's ridiculously expensive, you think that Raider fans won't decide, hey, you know what? I'm going to go spend the weekend in Las Vegas and hang out and take part in some of the festivities. And guess what? As a guy who's covered so many Super Bowls, Radio Row all week long is great. You could bring your family. You could bring your friends. You can kind of intermingle with everybody that's walking around, anyone from rappers to actors to comedians to athletes of different sports, uh, athletes, all kind of different football players. There's so many people that walk around Radio Row, and if you go and, and – and be a part of that experience, then you can do that too. You can get autographs. I mean, it's it's a to-do to-do. It really is. And there's a lot of things going on in the city. There'll be a bunch of the parties that you could be involved in. A lot of, again, like I said, events that will happen outside the convention center where Radio Row is. I mean, there's so much to do that's more than just going to the game and spending thousands on top of thousands for tickets. I promise you that. Again, as a guy who has covered uh, Super Bowls for many, many years now, I've only been to two games. And, and that was it. I went to the one in Miami, and I went into the one in Atlanta, and that was it. But I've been there for the games. I've been there for the celebrations and seen how many people flock to the city from all over the world. Not the country, but the world. It is a massive, massive thing. It's being estimated that the city of Las Vegas is going to generate over $500 million in revenue. You know, all the times when we talk about uh, value of franchises, you know, no, all that money's not going to go into the Raiders' pocket, but it will help increase the value of the franchise. When you're a, a team that has a stadium that the Super Bowl goes and is played in multiple times, that's going to help increase the value of your franchise as well. So trust me, Raider Nation, there's a lot to like about this. You might not get it right now and you might not understand it right now, but by the time February 11th, 2024 comes around, you'll understand it in a major, major way. And hopefully uh, you decide to be a part of it. I think that you'll really enjoy it. It should be on your bucket list as an NFL fan in general as something to do. Now, I do want to talk about what's going on with the Silver and Black as it's leading up to this game, this Week 15 action against the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland on Saturday. Uh, the Raiders released their injury report on Tuesday. Just wanted to give you an update from guys that did not participate on Tuesday to guys that were full participants on uh, Wednesday. Safety Jonathan Abram, who had an illness on Tuesday, didn't participate, was in full participant on Wednesday. Max Crosby upgraded from limited with a calf injury to full on Wednesday. So both those guys look like they'll probably be good to go come Saturday. Now, the rest of the guys that didn't participate, they all stayed status quo. Darren Waller, knee and back injury, did not participate. Uh, Denzel Perriman, ankle injury, did not participate. Also, Trayvon Mullen dealing with the toe injury, still did not participate. I'll tell you right now, I don't expect 
any of those guys, none of those three guys to play on Saturday. And that's unfortunate because the Raiders really do need them. Again, Carl Nassib with the knee injury, he was limited. Linebacker Patrick Owasu with the hamstring injury, he was limited as well. And then Foster Moreau, the tight end with the abdomen injury, he was limited. So today when we get the injury report, it's going to be very, very important uh, to see who's where, who upgraded, who didn't, or if they just stayed status quo. Uh, it'll give you a great idea who's going to be playing on Saturday and who's not. Rich Basaccia, he'll meet with the media around 1230 Pacific Standard Time today. Day, and then that'll be the last media session for the week and the last injury report until Saturday right before, well, 90 minutes before game time. And uh, still, the Cleveland Browns dealing with a lot of COVID issues. Roger Goodell at the owners meeting said that they have had no discussions on moving the Browns Raiders game in light of the COVID outbreak in Cleveland. He said, we feel confident with continuing changes and adaptions to our protocols that we can do it. So uh, they're trying to get the game played. They're not trying to postpone it, but I'll tell you, Cleveland's up to like 18 guys, including Baker Mayfield, including the head coach, including Jarvis Landry and multiple others, like three offensive linemen. A ton of guys right now are on the COVID-19 protocol list. I don't know who is going to get back and who's going to be back officially for Saturday, but they're definitely not going to have a full command of all their guys that they need or they expect to have. They're not going to have all those guys, so it's going to be a hell of a thing to see who actually trots out there, and uh, Vinny Bonsignor from uh, In the Huddle on Raider Nation Radio 920 and also the Las Vegas Review Journal, he tweeted out on uh, Wednesday, for anyone wondering about possibility of canceling the Raiders and Browns game because of Cleveland's COVID outbreak, as long as the Browns can suit up 46 players, the game will be played. That was the main thrust of expanding the practice squads to have the necessary amount of players on hand. Again, that's from Vinny Bonsignor from In the Huddle on Raider Nation Radio 920 and the Las Vegas Review Journal. 46 players is all they need. As long as they have those, the game will be a go on Saturday. And the final thing I have for you for today's Locked On Raiders podcast, segment number one, news and notes of the day, uh, just has to do with something that I talked about on the radio on Wednesday, and that has to do with the Madden documentary, the John Madden documentary that's coming out on Fox on Christmas Day. A lot of folks haven't heard about that, but it is a big deal. It's a 90-minute documentary about John Madden, the coach, the broadcaster, the video game, just the life and times of John Madden. It's, it's going to be, I'm thinking, it's going to be something fantastic. I actually had a Richard Deitch on uh, on Raider Nation Radio 920 on Wednesday. He's a, a reporter. He's a writer for The Athletic, and he actually did a piece on the documentary. He didn't do the documentary, but he did a piece, kind of went behind the scenes with Tom Rinaldi and Joel Santos, the two guys really responsible for putting this thing together. And uh, we talked about this documentary for, you know, a good 20, 25 minutes. It was awesome. It was a great little conversation. But if you have not heard about the upcoming documentary that's going to be played and aired on Christmas just check out the trailer and see if that doesn't put a goosebump on your on your arm or two. Check it out. Football is my life. Oh, and it's something that I say proudly. But it's complicated. You can't write the history of professional football without John Madden. First thing, it jumps out of the hands. And yelling and screaming at guys. He's a coaching genius. Downhill, full speed, boom. Well, you can't win them all, and I say, why the hell can't you? When you're the head coach, you live and die without replying. And you don't stay on top forever. Retirement signals the end of an era and perhaps the end of a dynasty. We didn't know what he was going to do. I wasn't a guy when I was coaching to say, I want to get out, I want to be a broadcaster. Good everyone, Dick Stockton with John Madden. I'm Vin Scully along with John Madden. But I knew after I did the first couple games that that's what I wanted to do. This is it. I embraced it. 
John does a rehearsal game with another young aspiring broadcaster by the name of Bob Costas. How high is the shot? And you look like a 12-year-old kid. I don't know what's going on there. Pull to the right. Boom. And boom. 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 Right there in the alley. Boom. John had this energy that came to life. CBS just saw something that they hadn't seen before. John Madden made me a better player. I was pretty good. <laughs> he just made me better. Simple as that. I think the audience perceives what's genuine. That's who he is. The same guy who just happens to have extraordinary football knowledge. He made everyone want to watch football. If you just heard his voice in the distance, I'm John Madden. John Madden. John Madden. that was a TV you had to run to. You know, he coached with a passion and love for the game. He went into broadcasting, changed the way football was broadcast, if not greater sports. Changed the way America celebrates Thanksgiving for Brad Out Loud. Now this is what the game of football is all about. If that don't get you fired up, man, I don't know what will. That was fantastic. I, I just I can go back and watch that trailer multiple times. You got to set a note, set your alarm, uh, set your DVR. Make sure you do not miss it. Christmas Day on Fox, 90-minute documentary. All Madden is what it's called, and I think it is going to be fantastic. So definitely make sure you tune in for that. Uh, and that's all I got for you. That's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two is going to be part one of my conversation with Jeff Lloyd, host of Locked On Browns. It is crossover Thursday, so that's when I get to get my Howard Cosell on and talk with whoever's up next on the schedule for the Silver and Black. And this week it is the Cleveland Browns on Saturday. It is week 15, so Jeff Lloyd will join the show to Talk all things offense, defense, COVID-19, Baker Mayfield, playoffs. We'll talk about it all uh, coming up in segment number two and segment number three. Before I get to any of that, though, I do want to tell you about Stat Hero. And a lot of folks are talking about Stat Hero. And the reason they are is because, well, a lot of folks love daily fantasy sports, right? Well, no one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're going up against. Stat Hero, it's the first of its kind. It's daily fantasy sports platform where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchup with the winner taking all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play, and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. That's almost like us taking five cats to the court and saying, okay, look, I want to play you, I want to play you, 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 and you, and feel like, okay, I got a good advantage. We square up. We match up really well. Matter of fact, I might match up a little bit better than them. That's what Stat Hero allows you to do. This has never been seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid as Stat Hero players clogging odds that are over four times better, and it's because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. Stat Hero head-to-head is what daily fantasy should be. One on one. Right now, go sign up for free at stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on. Use the promo code locked on and get a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions apply. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team is. Every day. All right, Red Nation, here we go. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast and part one of the crossover edition as I talk to Jeff Lloyd, host of Locked On Browns. And 
Jeff, thank you so much for your time this afternoon, man. I'm excited about this game on Saturday. Uh, the one unfortunate part is when it's Saturday football, you know you're at the, almost at the end of the season, but still excited about it. It's a doubleheader, the Raiders and the Browns at the first game. And before we can really break it down and start talking about the X's and O's side of things and how the game could be won or lost, we've got to talk about COVID-19. Unfortunately, I know a lot of people, nobody really wants to talk about it, but a lot of people are tired about hearing COVID-19. But it's, it's hit the NFL in a major way, the Browns included, 17, 18 guys. Guys right now in protocol. Uh, what's the latest and the greatest when it comes to COVID-19? Who's playing? As, or as far as what do you know right now? Who do you think's playing and who might not be playing on Saturday for Cleveland? The thing is, first off, with it being a Saturday game, this is not any way advantageous to the situation in any way whatsoever. It takes one less day away. Normally, you're going to make your decision on a Saturday by 4 p.m. in the afternoon. You don't have that luxury when you're playing a Saturday game this week. I don't believe that's the way it's going to work. The decision is going to have to be made by Friday. Um, and the thing that hurts here is of these 17 players currently in the Browns COVID protocol, 16 are vaccinated. So it's not like guys aren't necessarily doing what was asked of them. So it's a really tough spot to be in. But that was where it gets a little tricky because it's kind of sprinkled around everywhere. Jarvis Landry, probably not your top wide receiver right now. I'd say Donovan Peoples-Jones is maybe a little bit more dangerous. Your most consistent, certainly Jarvis Landry. You throw Wyatt Taylor in there right now. Jack Conklin is on IR. Jedrick Wills is also on the COVID list. So now this means that you would be playing two out of five of your best five offensive linemen. Tight ends, the word from David Najoku, at least through his Instagram, is that he's back. Uh, we have nothing official there. But if that's not the case, you have an injured Harrison Bryant at the tight end position, and you have a rookie who played a little bit last week in Miller Forrestal. This is the team that likes to run two tight ends a lot. Really difficult to do if you don't have tight ends. Right. Um, running back wise, Kareem Hunt, it looks like he will not be available with the injury, but nothing COVID wise. Nick Chubb's okay. Dearness Johnson, if it's a bad weather game, if the Browns have success running the ball, they should be able to maybe to feature that case Keenum for right now, all intents and purposes. You tell me that we find out on Wednesday morning, the quarterback is tested <laughs> positive for COVID. Yeah. I don't know how the quarterback's playing on Saturday. I, I just don't see it. It would take miraculous or some inner, you know, divine intervention you know, from Roger Goodell, but apparently they're more concerned about naming that Super Bowl 58 will be in Las Vegas today. Hey, take it easy. <laughs> take it easy. No, that's oh, that's not fine. I'm not knocking the city of Las Vegas, but like we got nine teams in protocol, right. two teams with almost 18 guys, three teams with 18 guys in COVID, and we're worried about making a Super Bowl announcement today. Right. So that's crazy enough. But then the defensive side of the ball is John Johnson the third. Yeah. John Johnson has been well-versed in the fact that he's not vaccinated, not going to say anything in that department every man deserves his own decision to be made right but he's been so we kind of know that maybe he is the one guy which means most likely he's not available christmas day for the browns as well when they play the green bay packers because you're talking about 10 to 12 days in that area so i don't know how he makes it back for that one uh troy hill he was not going to play this week anyway with a knee injury okay. so but that's also that gives me a problem this is the guy i'm looking at Hunter Renfro, like i said is my nickel corner yeah uh, this is really really good slot wide receivers this is kind of why we paid you here he was injured, but he is also on the list. Malik McDowell. Malik McDowell is out. Um, you have lost Tack McKinley, and then you have lost uh, James Adenabo. So there is your third and your fourth defensive end. The meat and the potatoes is kind of there on the defense, but one of the reasons they've been so good lately on the defensive side of the ball is they can go 20 deep. 
Yeah. And that's not going to be a luxury they're going to have this week. Well, it should be interesting, you know, and, and I hate the fact that we have so many unknowns going into this game. And, and honestly, if it was up to me, I would love to make sure that everyone was full throttle before they took the field. You know what I mean? Like everyone have all their guys out there available outside of injury. I, I hate that guys will miss games because of COVID-19. I just do. But that's the reality that we live in. That's what it is. So uh, let's let's talk. Hey, there's, at the end of the day, everybody's still getting paid. So, you know, no, what I'm saying? they got to deal with it. No, that's true. No doubt about it. I mean, and that's just it, it is what it is. It's again, it's part of the elements. But I mean, let's talk about the quarterback position because obviously Baker Mayfield is going to be a lightning rod, as Derek Carr is a lightning rod for all of Raider Nation. But Baker Mayfield, if he does miss, you have Case Keenum who started in the league, and hell, he damn near took Minnesota to the Super Bowl. So when you look at Case Keenum as the guy that's going to be there, is that how much of a drop off, if any, is that in your opinion when it comes to to the quarterback position for Cleveland? Well, you take the one start he had this year, which was against the Denver Broncos, and the first drive, and this has kind of been what the problem has been for this Cleveland Browns offense the entire – it's almost like you had to have windshield wiper-type vision. You know, they would run a play to the right. They'd run a play to the left, uh, screen to the left. And it was kind of like you were – head was on a swivel the entire first drive, and it was like, well, why did you have to get Case Keenum in here to do this? You have all the talent. You, You have plenty of tight ends. You have plenty of wide receivers. You can rotate in running backs. Keep people on their toes, which has been the biggest thing I think they've had issues with. And he called Coach uh, Coach Stefanski, who, again, for people who may not be, be involved in the game this week, uh, Coach Stefanski. But he's vaccinated and has all his boosters. So, But for right now, he is tested positive as well. Right. Does that put us into Alex Van Pelt, who called the playoff game against Pittsburgh Steelers last year? Obviously, they did a fantastic job with that. So we'll see how that plays out. But everything, like you didn't see anything coming. Like you know what they're trying to do. And there's crossers that aren't really working out. They want to get the tight ends involved. Whereas it's almost like if you keep everybody on your toes, everybody's good enough that if you can scheme things open and, you know, run three plays, take a deep shot. Oh, wait a minute. A tight end screen to the left. You kind of been that has been more successful for them as opposed to maybe overall talent. Keep the defense, you know, uncomfortable. Right. Keep them on their toes. So this way they can't dictate. You know, they get into situations where they want to pass from the pocket. Well, they've been had injured offensive linemen this year at times. Their tackles, whoever they have been, and don't mistake this, whoever's been playing offensive tackle for the Cleveland Browns this year has not been that great. So right. it doesn't matter really what the names are. They've all had their ups and downs. Now you've got a smaller quarterback who's a little bit, obviously is dinged up in the shoulder. Um, and he, with every hit he takes, he regresses. Mm-hmm. If he stays clean, he plays a full game, looks clean the whole game. Um, but you get Keenum in there. Look, he's a veteran. Um, the Raiders would have one game of tape to watch the Denver Bronco game to say, this is what we have on him. And it's not like he did anything that was great or anything where you'd say, Oh, we'll take this away. Keep in mind. There were players who played in that game who are not going to play in this game, whether it's Odo Beckham jr. Whether it's most likely Jarvis Landry. So you're going to see him with different personnel around him anyway. So it's, I think there's a lot of an element of surprise, which maybe is very advantageous for a team. Like we said earlier with the Raiders who are just kind of unsure of themselves right now. And, you know, there's guys probably looking at other people saying, well, you know, are you in it for these last four? Are you not? I mean, it's kind of hard when you know the chips are down about you know who's in and who's not. Well, I'll tell you this: when it comes to Case Keenum, because he was a Broncos quarterback for a little while, the Raiders, uh, you know, they have some familiarity with him. They know what he's able to do. And I'll tell you, I've always looked at 
Baker Mayfield, Case Keenum, guys that good quarterbacks, but they'll give you opportunities to make plays. You know what I mean? Like they'll, they'll throw a ball up there that you say, ah, that wasn't a good pass. That could get in harm's way. That's kind of how I look at those guys. But Case Keenum being a veteran, I think that helps the situation a little bit more. So with all the issues going on on the offensive line, that to me is probably going to be the biggest key to this game, as I think that the key to the game for the Raiders is, can that offensive line hold up? The Browns' offensive line is damn good. You know, it's just shown by that game that they won with Case Keenum and they just ran, ran, ran. Even a third-string running back was running and was killing it. Got to give them a lot of credit. How bad is this going to hurt the offensive line if, you know, a couple of those guys, maybe even all three that are currently, you know, in the COVID, if they can't play? Well, there's there's a good and a bad of it, though. When this game took place last year, Nick Chubb didn't play. Right. The Browns, you know, had Nick Chubb the last couple of weeks. Nick Chubb was involved, but they didn't run well. So I know Nick Chubb right now, a little aggravated, a little agitated. You know, I mean, he's quietest, one of the quietest stars there is in the NFL. But the man likes to be successful at the end of the day. They're all driven to succeed. Right. So now here's an opportunity against a better situation. And trick may be that the fact is, you know, everybody's going to be looking for the run. Maybe weather's going to dictate it or you're playing with a backup quarterback. But if you tell me the Browns, oh, for me, it's not a bad thing to say, oh, we're going to have to put, a, you know, all our eggs in Nick Chubb's basket. You want to know what? He's been the most consistent offensive player this Browns team has had since 2018. Right. So I have no problem saying if we got to put it on Nick, let's put it on Nick. Even if there's going to be, you know, there's going to be players out there. But look, James Hudson has played this year. Blake Hans has played this year. Michael Dunn played some last year. So it's not like we're we're really unfamiliar or it's so desperate that now playing players off the street, so to speak. Right. Every one of these guys has been here a while, knows the system. They're getting paid to do these jobs. And, you know, as they kind of said today and through numerous pressers is a lot of guys who don't take a lot of snaps better get really ready to take a lot of snaps. It's kind of where we're at. It's kind of like, you know, all, you know, last man on deck, you know, step up. You got to do what you got to do. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not the best situation to be in. But look, if there's the opportunity where you can play good defense, keep this game low scoring and we got to maybe rely on Nick Chubb to, you know, go 20 for 135 in a score and maybe a field goal or two and makes up the difference here. Uh, uh, that's that's something uncomfortable kind of betting on. So that's part one of my conversation right there with Jeff Lloyd, host of Locked On Browns, talking all things the game, just talking about the element of who could be playing, who might not play, differences between Baker Mayfield and Case Keenum, who's behind center on Saturday. Part two of our conversation, we'll deep dive into the defense. Of course, that is the heart and soul of the team. We'll do that coming up in segment number three in part two of our conversation. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Stance Apparel. I've been talking about Stance Apparel now for a few days and it's just in time for the holidays. I mean, you really want to get a, a good gift. You know, I mean, you can get a gift for anyone. You can get someone a gift card or you can get someone like that. Something real simple just to say you got something for somebody or you can get something that's going to stand out that they're going to remember and be like, man, that came from Q or that came from so-and-so, so-and-so. Those special gifts that stand out. That's what Stance Apparel is all about. They have so much different styles and so much different things to choose from. I mean, they have socks. They have shirts. They have joggers. They have hoodies. They have draws. I mean, they got everything that you can imagine having in apparel, and it's just fantastic with all the different themes that they have from Bob Marley to Major League Baseball to NBA, uh, The Office. How about Harry Potter? Do you know any Harry Potter fans? I do. You can do like all your shopping at stance.com. It's that simple because they have apparel for everybody. I bet you if you have a Christmas list 
of 10 or 12 people, I almost guarantee you can find something for every single one of those people if you go to the website. Matter of fact, that's my challenge for you today. Check them out at stance.com. And again, man, I'm a big fan of the hoodies and the joggers. Those are my two favorite. I'm not really a big, like, super cool socks guy. I'm just one of those guys that my socks are my socks. They're not something that you're going to pay attention to. But hoodies and joggers and stuff like that, right up my alley. And no matter who you are and what your style is or whatever gift you're trying to get, Stance Apparel is for you. Again, check them out at stance.com. They've been around since 2009, but they're really blowing up these days. And Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than fitting in. Those who feel good, do good. Go see for yourself. Register for an account today at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. Got to use the promo code locked on. It's all one word at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. And I'll tell you this, I challenge you. If you go there looking for gifts, I bet you you'll find something for yourself as well. Again, stance.com. Check them out today. I also want to tell you about betonline.ag. It is your one-stop shop for everything all season long. When I mean everything, I mean all sports all season. Basketball, pro and college, football, pro and college, NHL, boxing, UFC, Vegas casino games. Whatever the case may be, they have got you covered like a glove. They're your number one spot for all sports action all season long. Go to the website right now on your laptop or your mobile device. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you got to do is use the promo code Locked On. That's how you get it. And again, promo code Locked On is all one word. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports and it's where the games start your locked on raiders your daily podcast on the las vegas raiders part of the locked on podcast network your team every day here we go raider nation segment number three of today's locked on raiders podcast and time to jump into part two of my conversation with jeff lloyd host of the locked on browns as we start to prepare you for this game on saturday browns and raiders whoever's going to be playing on the cleveland side of things who knows with all these COVID 19 issues but there's still a couple days to figure that out but uh, as we jump back into this conversation with jeff i really wanted to kind of talk about the playoffs because the cleveland browns are square in the playoff conversation doesn't mean that they're going to be in the playoffs at the end of the day but right now they're in the conversation the Raiders are a little bit outside of the conversation, but you never know how things could shake out. So uh, starting off with Jeff, I want to know what the feeling is as far as your gut feeling in the playoffs go. Are the Browns a team that you expect to be playing following that first week in January? See, that's the tricky thing because they were starting to get healthier. Yeah. And, you know, whatever the Odell Beckham Jr. situation it is, and like, it's not about who was right, who was wrong. It wasn't working. Right. So, you know, to, to take sides – Nobody was lighting it up. It wasn't like Baker Mayfield was lighting up. Odell certainly wasn't lighting it up while he was here. So what was the point? It was just a relationship that was no longer working. Do I feel more comfortable after a win on Sunday? And if this team was going into this game the way they were health-wise, COVID-wise, Saturday, if they win Saturday and the Green Bay Packers beat the Baltimore Ravens, we're talking about your first place Cleveland Browns. Right. So you want to know what? You can take everything <laughs> and throw it out the window and say yeah. it doesn't matter. Right. You know, here you are, and granted, they got to play Green Bay next week, and then you close it out, but you close it out with Pittsburgh in Cincinnati. So you put yourself in even more of a situation where you can kind of control your own destiny. And the way – and it's weird, Q, to even be saying this because for me now, it's, it's weird to say and talk about the Cleveland Browns and say – well, the defense, and I think the defense can, and if they can lean on the defense, right? But that's the case. There's a lot, a lot of talent there, even with the COVID issues they're having this week. I mean, you're talking about players like Ronnie Harrison, Grant Elpit, all Americans, jo- jo- uh, Jeremiah Usukoramoa, Jacob Phillips. These guys are fantastic young linebackers. 
you know, you have Clowney, you have Miles Garrett. I didn't even mention a Denzel Ward. Yeah. You know, I mean, nobody's nobody's crying the blues over here for the Cleveland Browns, but this defense is starting to look like they are capable of this last week. Huntley got him a little nervous last week, but I also think they spent three weeks studying Miles Garrett. So it was kind of like when you were a kid and you were absent from school and your friends gave you the questions for the test. Right. You waited in. And the teacher gave you a different test than what everybody else took. <laughs> and you were like, oh, man, wait a minute. Because like, they spent so much time watching Lamar Jackson that when they saw Huntley, they kind of just weren't ready for it. And he took him by surprise a little bit. But it, I, I think running game, leaning on the defense, they are always been a good play-action team. But if they can get themselves where they're now playing maybe from ahead for the last three weeks of this season – Look, you get to the playoffs, fluky stuff happens. Yeah. I mean, look, I never thought they were going to beat Pittsburgh last year with what they did. I never thought that Andy Reid was going to be so scared to give the ball back to Baker Mayfield one more time. He was going to put the ball in his own end on fourth and three in Chad Henney's hands, of all people, because he really thought maybe, hey, they got one shot in him. So I think you just got to get yourself to January. You see where the chips may from there. Am I highly confident? Are my expectations lowered from where they were going into the season? Sure, certainly. And obviously, you know, understandably so, you know, with some of the disappointment this team has had. But look, you punch that ticket to the dance. I mean, anybody can get hot. As right. Derek Jeter always said, not the best team wins in the offseason. The hottest team wins in the, in the postseason. No, no doubt. No doubt. And, of course, my expectations changed. I thought that the Raiders were a playoff team. And then, I mean, just everything that they've had to deal with and just the way that they've, you know, the trajectory is gone. It's just it's unfortunate for them because they really look like, like we mentioned before, that they were off to something or onto a, something really, really good early in the season and thought that they had a chance. But it just it didn't shake out. And, of course, we'll see how they finish up the season. It seems even crazier that we're talking about the Raiders may be the last Last place team, yeah, in the AFC West yep. for a team that started three and zero and looked so promising at five right. and two. Exactly, exactly. But that's just kind of how things have gone, and it's just been a weird, wacky kind of season and something that nobody could ever imagine. And you know, I feel for Rich Basaccia just because I mean that's what he's do- doing and trying to do as an interim head coach. This is not a normal scenario. Normally, it's like, hey, you're the interim head coach because your team sucked, and okay, then they fired the coach, and boom, that's it. So you're just trying to right the ship. He took over a team that was good but it was dealing with all this adversity off the field. And so it's just, it's less than ideal for a guy that's never been a head coach. But you mentioned the defense, and I wanted to ask you about the defense in particular. Miles Garrett, we know who he is. He's probably going to end up being Defensive Player of the Year this year. Just amazing dude. He was amazing at A&M, uh, and he continues to be amazing in the NFL. But adding Jadavion Clowney, a guy who, in my opinion, underachieved so far his whole NFL career, if it was injury or just not getting home and getting sacks, how much has Jadavion Clowney helped Miles Garrett be who he is this year? And how much has Miles Garrett helped Jadavion Clowney have the success he's having this season? I'm going to take this first from the Clowney standpoint. Yep. You know, Jadavion Clowney's most successful time in the NFL was obviously with Houston Texans. Even though he was the former overall number one pick, it seems he plays a little better in the role where he's not top dog. Right. You know, so. And the other thing, though, is it also plays better to what Jadavian Clowney does. And this is the one thing that anybody wants to knock him. It tells me maybe you haven't watched him totally in detail because he's a very technically sound player. For sure. He does his assignment well. Yep. He grades out very well. Like, mm-hmm. you'll look at, we'll look at the grades come out every week. And obviously, Miles, you know, pass rush numbers, grades right. are off the charts. But you look at run and doing mm-hmm. your role in that thing. And Jadavian Clowney has always done that, has always graded it out well in that scenario. I think what it does for Miles is it gives him a number one. There's not many dudes 
I mean, they were literally like the Batman meme back right. in the day. Like it was everybody talking about what these guys are and what they could be. It's like if you like if you are like a Michael Jordan, who did you talk to in those days? You <laughs> talked to Larry Bird about basketball, but there was no athleticism or like trading tips or, or, or talking shop because nobody could comprehend the things an athlete like Michael Jordan could do. I think Clannett, they have a similar skill set, similar build, similar athleticism. So I think that really, really helps them. And the other thing, Keith, at the end of the day, what helps it is just being there. They can hate each other's guts, right. but love playing together because you want to know what? Can't double team both of us. Right. You can't. Uh, and, and, and there's been times where you'll see either one of them look, all right, I'll take the double team. I'll get my hands up. I'll do the civic duty. But uh, yeah, oh wow, he just he just whipped your two boys over there. So they're beating double teams now. So where it's like, oh well, now, oh man, maybe we can't double team him on this. We got to right. double team that guy on this. It just it flows so well because and and there is differences obviously that Miles is the blow up pass rusher and JD McClowney you know has that veteran savviness and willingness which you don't see from a lot of pass rushers to do his part and you know even if it comes with taking a hit, taking a block you don't want to take. But knowing you're setting that edge and that running back's running inside of you as opposed to outside of you, which means 10, 12, 15 yards, very, very savvy player, Jadavian Clowney. And it's actually been fun to watch. Yeah, I bet it is. And, and you know, whenever I've I've knocked Jadavion Clowney as a guy that I, you know, was in Texas, I was at ESPN Central Texas. And so, of course, I was paying attention to the Cowboys and the Texans and the only knock on him was not really his own fault. As you mentioned, the number, number one overall pick, former number one overall pick. You're expected as the edge rusher to be the sack master, to get 10, 12, 15 sacks a season. That's just never been in his, in, his, in his DNA. I think he never had more than eight sacks in a season, and that was across from J.J. Watt one time, you know, and everything else is like one sack, two sacks, three sacks. But he's been an overall really sound player, gifted player. Like you said, could stop the run. Uh, you know, he does whatever he has to do, take on multiple blockers. He disrupts plays. He's always disrupted plays. He just doesn't get home and get a ton of sacks. But this year, he's even getting home. Oh, yeah, no, absolutely fun to watch. And the thing, look, you know, at the end of the day, is he ever going to live up to being drafted number one overall? Right. Probably not. Is he going to live up to being a first-round draft pick? If you know football and you truly know the game, yes, he's a technically sound football player. Did he? Did it ever match the athletic traits? And look, we know he's been injured a ton. Yeah. So he's certainly not the same juicy athlete out there that he was probably in his days coming out of South Carolina. Mm. And it certainly didn't help that he was the number one recruit in the nation. Right. And then went on to be the number one. I mean, that's a lot, man. I mean, yep. people, if you're not Lawrence Taylor, you failed. It, right. It's literally, you know, and it, it's, and to his credit, he's still out there. He's made a boatload of money. He can say, you know what? I'm getting injured. I'm taking shots. I ain't got to do this. I got 50, $60 million. You know, I took the game for what I wanted to take it for. But he's still out there doing the dirty things, and that's the thing that's impressive: doing the dirty work out of a player of that level. No doubt about it. It's it's uh it's it's fun to watch, and it is. I mean, it's fun to watch him and Miles Garrett be that bookend. And I love to see duos just in the NFL general. I love to see duos that can get after the quarterback because they're just so nasty and it's so hard to uh, you know stop. And that's why I've enjoyed what I've seen from the Raiders this year with Unique Ngakwe and Max Crosby because they've been a really nice breath of fresh air as far as that defensive line goes. So finally, Jeff, for you before we wrap this up, as far as this game goes on Saturday, man, I mean, there's a lot of issues. There's a lot of things we've already talked about, documented really well in this in this episode. For the Browns' bottom line to win this game, what has to happen? They need top-shelf defense. They need to play with the mentality of this game certainly can't get to the 20s. We have no confidence in our offense to get us to the 20s. Okay. We need to probably keep this 17, 16 or less. And look, if, if I went out of this and I lose this game and Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson – 
didn't carry the ball combined 35 times or more, then they didn't do my job because the weather's lining up for it. It's I, Look, it's a lot easier to run block when you haven't played in a while than it is to pass block yeah. going forward. That's what you got to do. They literally have to make this, you know, we're not talking checkers here. They, I mean, we're not talking chess here. Yeah, they yeah. need to play checkers. So there it is. There it was. That was the crossover edition Raider Nation with Jeff Lloyd, host of Locked on Browns, as we broke it all down, talking all things Browns and Raiders as they'll square up on Saturday. Little primetime action, NFL Network action. Uh, I guess it's not really primetime. I mean, it's Saturday. It's the early game. But uh, still, it's a Saturday game, and those are fun. Unfortunately, you know that it's getting closer to the end of the season when you start seeing those Saturday games. But it was fun to catch up with Jeff Lloyd. It always is. I definitely Appreciate his time and effort. Hopefully you have a much better understanding of what to expect from the Cleveland Browns. And again, one of the biggest questions, regardless of what Jeff said, what I say, or anything else, is who's going to be available due to all these COVID-19 issues. I hate that. I hate that there's any kind of question. Would love to see the Browns go in their full throttle. But as far as I'm concerned, you're not going to see a lot of guys out there on Saturday. So Raider Nation, tomorrow we'll be back here doing the same thing as we always do, right? News and notes of the day, calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast voicemail line and as we close out the week we got to talk about how the Raiders can go into Cleveland uh, with a with a banged up Browns team and 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 find a way to come away with the victory and improve their overall record to seven and seven what has to happen for the Raiders to compete with the Browns and again get another victory in Cleveland for the second season in a row as they won in crazy weather style a season ago can they duplicate that and do it again. We'll talk about that all coming up on tomorrow's show. Again, thank you for making the Lockdown Raiders podcast your first listen each and every day. Remember, you can find the show free and available on all platforms. So until then, Raider Nation, stay strong, stay safe, uh, love on your family, take care of each other, and most importantly, as always, just win, baby. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM.